In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts. We promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own, unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Becca did it better. From 1967, this is album 86, the eponymous The Doors. I should have taken out one of these, these there. There's too many these. The eponymous, The Doors. But anyway, The Doors, The Doors. Guys, uh, this album was so tough on me after my bike accident. I, I had already, I thought I broke a rib on one side and now it's telling me to break one on the other side. No, thanks. <laughs> break one on the other side? Break one on the break other. On, okay. You can't break through a rib, can you? That wouldn't be good. I don't, it feels like I did. Trust me, it does feel like that. Let's, guys, let's, let's turn on K-Rob. We're going to learn a little lesson about how to be a better podcaster. Didn't your doctor tell you there was nothing broken? Will you stop whining and bitching about this broken rib? The doctor said there's nothing wrong well, with you. I'm suspicious of the doctor, though, because he kept taking x-rays of my junk. Oh. And he said it was for science. <laughs> and the doctor is also a guy who lives in the apartment below me. So I'm having some, there's some issues, right? Because you. my insurance is not covering it. <laughs> Which I don't get. Conflict of interest. Yeah. And he's like, oh, this will be on my Twitter. And I was like, what'd you say? And he said, oh, you have to go now. And I said, they, well, we're in your bathroom. Like your family's outside. What's going on? They may need to review that Hippocratic oath. Yeah. Well, yeah. he had it. He had it up there. He had it like photocopied and taped up on his mirror. Mm. And he made me look at it and said, uh, don't look anywhere else in the mirror. And I was like, what? <laughs> uh, okay. Listen, guys, we're going to learn something about being have a podcast. Have gone off the rails here. already? No way. There's no way we're going to go off the rails tonight. What's up, everybody? Welcome to K-Rob, K-R-O-B. Listen, I've been editing the last few episodes. I've noticed my co-hosts sometimes tell jokes. Ooh, is well, that I've over? never noticed because I'm usually not listening. Tonight, <laughs> that change is over. Yeah. Well, I'm the main host of the show. Yeah. Usually ignore these other folks. Oh. But tonight the sun, tonight I'll try. Going to listen to these other Now that I found out I can rhyme tongue with Aaron, it really has opened up a whole new world of my songwriting, I have to say. I'm excited about that. Me too. <laughs> Don't all say it like that, Aaron. That makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> Aaron's thinking back to his vows. Wait a minute. Tongue rhymes with Aaron? Oh, man. I missed an opportunity there. Could have made, made our vows about Skittles. We are talking about the doors. And according to all the pictures I've seen, Jim Morrison recorded a shirt when recording about as much as I do. Uh, listen, I've got three guys here who got real buff this week because I told them we were talking about Jim Morrison. Jim, Jim Morrison? Jim Moore. And they went to the, the Jim Moore. I've got Matt in uh, Minneapolis. <laughs> Matt, how are you doing? Son. Jim Morrison. <laughs> listen, it's been a long week. I'm, I told you, my life's in a free fall. Matt, how are you doing? Rob, you know that would it would be untrue. You know that would be that I would be a liar. Wow! If I was to say to you, yeah, that, that was a great joke, Rob. That's not a great joke. <laughs> well, I don't like this at all. I don't like the low energy Matt burning on me because it takes him a long time to say it, and then I get burned on it at the end. It's terrible. I can see it coming. I've got Russ in Minnesota. Russ, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. You many 
eat your dinner. Eat your Chipotle, Cadbury eggs, and dandelion greens. Meanwhile, I'm more f***y than any man has ever seen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Is that even in a song? (laughs) Did you just come up with that? Are you you the new Jim Morrison? Is it just real life? It's in the lyrics. I think when Russ read that Jim studied French poetry, he got confused (laughs) and was studying Frenching poetry. Wow. Roses are red, violets are blah, 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 blah. (laughs) (laughs) What rhymes with blah, blah, blah? I've got Aaron here who likes his, he was telling us earlier, he likes his women like he likes his pizza. Uh, Whatever is fine. Aaron in California, how are you doing? Whatever is fine. I did have pizza for dinner tonight. I'll maybe explain that. Oh, Aaron, disrespectful to your wife. What's important to know is that the snake is long, Rob, seven miles. (laughs) Oh, no, guys. Guys. Ride the snake. We could not be starting like this. Okay. (laughs) Matt's disrespected me. Russell's saying the P word. Aaron's no, me about you're supposed snake. to bleep that out. No one's supposed to know what that is, Rob. Oh, yeah, I'll bleep it out. More bleeps. Wink. More bleeps. <laughs> All right. So let's get into our voicemail. The freaks on the phone. Oh, the freaks are on the phone. Well, yes. Not our listeners, right? All right. <laughs> so we've got a Bex to the Bex line. If you want to contact the Bex line, 802-277-BEC. Uh, I'm not going to say we are not getting enough calls, but uh, we're not getting enough calls. So just call <laughs> in. Leave a message. Just call you. <laughs> my, my, my mother-in-law is visiting this week, and, and she said, you know, a lot of podcasts don't make fun of their listeners. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yeah, but our listeners deserve it. Can you imagine sitting there and listening to this stuff? you dumb as hell. What Idiot. a mistake. What a bunch of morons. Here we and go. really, how many podcasts does she listen to anyway? Have you ever asked somebody like what podcast they listen to? No, I don't want to. It's like asking someone no. about their fantasy football team. You don't want I to hear about do. that. I asked, I asked a guy the other day. Maybe this is part of the problem with trying to tell people the name of our podcast. I asked a guy at a kid's birthday party the other day because we've been <laughs> like, we're, we have to drive to school now. So he was like, hey, how's the commute? Like dad, small talk. Right. And um, I said, yeah, I've been enjoying it. I like going to a meditative state, listening to some music. And he was like, I've been listening to way more podcasts. And so I asked him, like, what podcast do you listen to? He wouldn't say the name of them. Like, podcasts are weird, what? man. People, people get weird about their podcasts. Yeah. It's, it it's probably, like, probably like a Joe Rogan, right? Like, he used to be cool to listen <laughs> yeah. to Joe Rogan, but now it's not. Yeah. So yeah. he knows he just doesn't want to open that key. That's probably true. Or it's like, or it's like, you have a small dick. What are you going to do about it? The podcast. <laughs> the podcast that comes to your house in a brown bag unlabeled. Nobody. <laughs> you get in their car and it's playing. So the thing is, if the glands is small, you actually want. Oh, what is this? <laughs> wow. My wife must have been listening to this. Hmm. Small glands. What is... I don't even know what that means. It is funny, though, because I would love if somebody said to me, like, what are your top three podcasts? Like, what do you listen to? Tell me what you're listening to. I would love to talk about it. But nobody ever does. And whenever somebody recommends a podcast to me, I'm like, you might as well put that on a piece of paper and just set it on fire. I'm never going to listen to that in my life. I've told you guys my move before. When someone makes a recommendation, I get out my notepad or I put it in my phone and I write it down. And then when they walk away, I immediately ignore it and delete it. It's a great move. (laughs) People think you really care. People think you're really into what they have to say. That's the best that you delete it. Like you take the time to be like, you take the extra time to be like, delete. I don't want to get that- mixed up and accidentally <laughs> listen to like the, the Dick's Too Small podcast because someone recommended it to me. He has a notes page with just one line that keeps getting deleted over and over again. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's the last podcast someone recommended. At least at least we're not the host of the Dick Too Small podcast. <laughs> don't you remember the old days? Oh, sorry. No, go, <laughs> go ahead, Matt. Why not? What's up? Matt chimes in. Do you remember the old days when you take a message, right? Somebody call up and like, 
hey, well, we leave a message and it'd be like this, like, oh yeah, yeah, sure. You know, like, sure, go ahead. All right, my number is, you know, 612-869-555. You know, and you just sit there and you're just like, yep. Oh, hold on, let me get a pen. Yep. Yeah. But you're really doing nothing. Yeah. You're just <laughs> faking, you know, it's just like, yep. Oh, oh, hold on. Uh, yeah. Or like the confirmation number. Yeah. Oh, oh hold on. Yeah. Let me get that confirmation number. Yeah. Got it. It's Thanks. like it's All like right. when you get See an ya. email from Amazon saying your package is getting shipped. It's like, oh, yeah, I never am clicking on these emails ever. Like what? Yeah. I don't need so much. Court. And then the companies that I buy stuff from on Amazon, they also want to reach out to me. I'm like, fuck off. I bought bungee cords from you. I don't need to talk to you about the bungee cord. <laughs> our interaction is officially done. Thank you. Please review our bungee cords. No. <laughs> Late to the party. But Barry oh, from Burnsville's go to dipping sauce. From well done steak to veggies, sweet, smooth. Barry goes west. So Barry goes west is the text we got. <laughs> and I want to show you, this is the dipping sauce he took the time to text us about. Is Western dressing. It is the original Western. Western sweet and smooth dressing. Look at that. He says you can dip everything in it from well-done steaks. And then he did send picture, multiple pictures of him putting the food in the sauce and then putting that into his mouth. So I don't, I like, I, you know what I've been jamming on for dipping sauces lately? And this is, this is not going to surprise you. Mayonnaise. Just <sighs> straight up mayonnaise. Oh, put the fries in like the mayonnaise. you're dipping regular food yeah. into it? Yep. Ooh la la. Oh, no. I am so French. I am cooking up Orida fries in the air fryer and dipping oh, them in mayonnaise. You dumb, uncultured American swine. I can't, I can't totally come back disagree because I think it, like mayonnaise as a base for anything, like mayonnaise and mustard, mayo stirred, mayonnaise and ketchup, yep. nice. Chop up some pickles, put them in there. You got in and out sauce. And guess what? Chipotle. When yeah, I'm eating fries, good. it's just like flea. I'm on a base solo, baby. Eating the mayonnaise. Uh, now my doctor you mean, wait, did are you not doing science like bases and it's like a bit like no, not, it's uh, flea, the opposite of acid. No, be, oh, flea is a base solo. I, yeah. I, I already forgot I said base. So tonight's obviously <laughs> going to go really well. You need to listen. That's my goal for this podcast. Today, by the way, <laughs> I'm going to listen to you guys and react to what you say. So what, what do you think is an all timer dipping sauce? Now we're going to take sweet and sour sauce from McDonald's off the table because that's obviously the king of all sauces. Sweet and sour sauce from McDonald's. If I could buy a jar of that, I would. It's one of my favorite sauces ever. What do you guys think? I, I think shocking a random sandwich with some honey mustard is a great way to go. Ooh, honey yeah. mustard when you're not expecting it. You throw it on something where it normally wouldn't go, and it, it's always a delight. Yeah. it's I, You know what? We My family's been doing pretzel rods into mustard. It's fun. It's salty. It's mustardy. Again, no, I like you, it. you feel very French. Oh, I got my mustard. I got my mayonnaise. Yeah, Maybe I, like I should it. move to France. The last dipping sauce, so I, well, the last time I got a dipping sauce was at my favorite shawarma spot, and they do this thing called Toom, T-O-U-M. It's at Shawarma G in downtown Oakland, and this is just emulsified garlic, and so I had to sleep on the couch for two nights after that. So I don't do the Toom anymore, <laughs> although it's really good. But uh, recently, they, they did a black garlic Toom, and so I had to do some research. Black garlic is a fermented garlic that's a little bit milder, so... I was able to still sleep in the bedroom after the black garlic yeah. tomb. So now the black garlic tomb is my number one dipping sauce. See, that's why you got to get a dog. I just blame all the random garlic smells <laughs> on the dog. I'm like, God damn, this dog smells like mayonnaise and mustard. Isn't that so weird? Oh, well, good night. Now, <laughs> now, what's your dipping sauce? Matt, what's your dipping sauce? You got to, you got to, you got to engage here. <laughs> Well, I show up on time, and I'm the one who's got to engage. engage. Yeah. Oh, no. This we cannot fight this early into a doubleheader, guys. Engage. First scene in right. behind the music episode. What's your dipping Here sauce, Matt? What's your go-to dipping sauce? Uh, does it really matter? I mean, 
Matt, what do you think? Are you are would Frank's you... Red Hot? I'm a Frank's. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. You put some of that on some mayonnaise. Yeah. I'm down. And and then have you ever made homemade buffalo wings? Have you ever seen what exactly goes into buffalo wing sauce? No. No. It, do you want it? to know? It is half yep, Frank's Red it. Hot and half melted butter. And you're like, why are, why are buffalo wings so good? And then you're like, oh, I see why. The sauce <laughs> is half melted butter. I can do you one better. Uh, at a Super Bowl party, a friend of mine did that, but added grape jelly. So Frank's Red Hot butter grape jelly. Better than it sounds. I ate a lot of wings. You know what? I can see that because I kind of fuck with a mango habanero sauce on my bonus right, wings. sticky, sweet. I'm telling you guys, I am, you know me, it might not surprise you. I have transitioned fully to boneless wings now. I am a boneless oh, wing, guys. That's a terrible I know one. they are nuggets. I don't want to hear heartache? about it. I I am, I. you know me, I am a straight up mush head. Do not want <laughs> those bones. I don't like the bones sitting around after I'm done. The, I like to vent- eat things where it's all gone at the end. Sandwiches, I'm down with. Soup and a bread clean, bowl, I'm down with. clean plate club Yes, guy. exactly. The Venn yeah. diagram of people who like mushy sandwiches, Cadbury eggs, Boneless wings and dipping things in mayonnaise is just the, everyone. They're all in the same thing. And like, who doesn't like? Yes. Who doesn't like milk duds? I mean, that's just yeah, that's you know, messed that's up. Crazy. I think that the Venn diagram is all the people that were at the cardiologist when I was there. We were all <laughs> right. in the waiting room. We were looking at mayonnaise dippers monthly, seeing what's going on. Let's get into rolling going. Dipping their three musketeers in mayonnaise. <laughs> yeah, I might have to try some Western. Though. Barry says it's good. I might have to try that. So Midwestern of a conversation. I wouldn't trust anything from anybody from Burdensville. No, <laughs> no, definitely not. Uh, Aaron, rolling going. How's it going with you tonight? Man, it's going great. It's, uh, I had a big day today. So, um, yeah, I did, did discover a new pizza place. So, um, recommendation from my Oakland uh, listeners out there. Hesher's Pizza in downtown Oakland. Square Pizza delivery. It was delicious. We had a Mexican-style pizza that had serrano peppers, charred Ooh, nice. corn. Roasted tomato, you squeeze some lime over the top, put tea head cheese I'm, on there, delicious. I'm but, telling you, um, enjoy your fancy pizzas while your kid is young. We got him a cheese. We got him a cheese to go along. We got two. Oh, see, that's the problem is I got to start getting myself, because I my kid just wants pepperoni, that's it. And I'm like, can we get something spicy on here, can't we? I got to start getting uh, personal pan pizzas for myself. I think that's just the way it is now. And then I'm, yeah, it's all, it's all, it's a whole pizza weekend for me. Cause I realized we're going to a, a five-year-old birthday tomorrow. So there's gonna be pizza at, the, at dinner. I'll probably have pizza for breakfast, maybe some pizza after I'm done recording this podcast. So it's going to be a big, your big life, pizza weekend for me. Your life is so fucked. You go to so many, this is the <laughs> second time you've mentioned being at a birthday party today on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. We had one last weekend. We got one tomorrow. At five years old, isn't that the point where parents no longer show up? You drop your no. kid off and you pick them no, up in three hours or not? No. No, it's you, you. I think you're talking about eight or nine. No, and with, yeah. and with boys, it we, might be we, like. 13. I just had, I don't we know. just had a six year old. I mean, but it's at one of those spots, right? Like a bounce uh, trampoline place, whatever. I drop Eddie, he's six. I dropped him off. He just. Hey, Aaron's go. not going Let to a off, birthday so. party at a fun place. They're doing the cheap ass birthday party in the backyard. Maybe put some candles up and get some squirt guns, squirt out the candles. They're finding the letters around the yard. They're not going to Sky Zone. They're not doing like the fun stuff my kids do. Oh, but yes, last weekend was at a park. Uh, and so the kids ran around the park. And then tomorrow is a, is a backyard party. Last weekend, there was a pinata. I don't know if there will be a pinata tomorrow. But more importantly, I had a big day today. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but I've been gambling on some basketball recently. Nice. Underdogs. Smart, smart stuff. Yeah. 
Yep. So I've uh, I've got I've made I've, I have some pretty significant winnings. I don't know where they are exactly, but yeah. I expect some winnings to to come to me uh, soon. Our bookies' uh, calculations have not ex- been really spot on from what I've seen. Recently. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I'm a little concerned. the bookie is having trouble with Excel. There's a lot of numbers. <laughs> and it's very confusing to the bookie. Okay. Uh, we got our our year our annual bonus at work today, and my lease is up on my Subaru. I got I go to the dealership. Money burning a hole in my pocket. It's time yeah. to treat myself. I'm feeling really good. I'm rolling Uh-oh. big. So I leased a Hyundai. I feel like a fucking king <laughs> in this thing, guys. This car <laughs> is the nicest car I've ever owned. I, I don't even own it, but it's the nicest car I've ever driven. This thing. Okay. Let, let, let's, so just, let's set the table. Aaron texted us. He's like, he texted all the guys in the chain. He's like, guys, I just bought. A car. It's going to be right. awesome. And then he gets on here and he goes, I leased a Hyundai. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a lease man, man. I like, I like having a new car every three years. I like that. I like that. I'm like, with you. You get in the car, you're like, the, the, tech, the technology has changed so much. The screen yeah, that's is so true. much bigger. Like, there's backup cameras on the backup cameras. When you walked up to this car, you're at the dealership and you're kind of walking through the rows, whatever. And you walked up, do you sit in the front driver's seat first, or do you sit Ooh, in the back seat since Anna drives you everywhere? <laughs> that would be amazing. Excuse me. I know this is weird, but I'm. Uh, can you? Can I sit in the back and then you drive me around? Yeah. Can you sit up there and move this the seat back and forth? Yeah. Like, see how much leg room I have back here. Yeah. Honestly, that's not a bad idea. He goes. He goes for a test drive and he sits in the back seat while the while the the salesman like drives yeah. around Oakland oh, yeah. for him, driving Miss oh. Aaron around for sure. Oh, for driving sure. Ms. And then Aaron. he's. And then he's, he's like, hey, can you come and sit back here with me and just like close your eyes? I want to see something. <laughs> the guy's like, wait, what? I wish I had done that. Like car guys, I think car salesmen, if you said sit in the back seat with me, I bet they would. I bet you could get that guy to do all sorts of weird shit. No, no that's not how it is right now. Dude, cars what? are, no, cars are super hard to come by. Like, uh, at least out here, like this was like, oh, we might have a car for you in the next five months. You know, it's like everywhere I've called, it's like, oh, no, can't, nope, no. You know, because we're shopping, you know, you know, that is so fucked because dealers, I was, I was dealers going to a car dealership is one of the worst experiences of my life. I hate it so much. That's awful. You go and you just are like, well, I could either uh, go in a coma for 10 hours or I could go to this car dealership and I'll get just as much done. Like everything takes for fucking ever. You're like, okay, I'm going to buy a car. They're like, okay, we just got to get some paperwork done. And then like fucking three hours later, they're like, okay. Can you sign this? And oh, what what color did you want? And I was like, what? We already talked about this. Like, but, fuck but, off. But that's the difference now. This guy, it was like weeks, was like, hey, I might have a car. I'll let you know. And then it was like Tuesday. He was like, do you want a car as early as Friday? Car will be ready on Friday. Get your pre-approved. I get there on Friday. He's like, here's the car. Take it here's for a drive. Hyundai. You're like, I, you had no idea what you were even going to get. <laughs> no, you show yeah. up and you're like, yes, I love it. Give me the Hyundai. <laughs> he lets me take a test drive by myself. He's just like, go have fun. I go drive the car. It That's literally amazing. sounds like me dating in high school. Like anybody <laughs> who would date me, I was like, hell yeah, I just bought a car. We're set. It's really good. My parents were like, this car is not very good. Like it's a pretty beat up car. And I don't think the car likes you that much. And I don't know what's going on. It's very weird. And I was like, I don't care. It's a car of my own. And I love it. And it makes me wear a sweater vest. And it's very good, actually. So I'm super. And the reason that this car was so hard to get is that it is a plug-in hybrid. So I'm very stoked about that. So, you know, but the whole thing took two hours. Like I got there at 10, I drove wow. for 45 minutes. Wow. We talked for a while. I tried wait, to wait, negotiate. Wait, 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 shut up, shut up, shut up. Listen, 
Did you just say you test drove the car for 45 minutes? Yeah. He just what was the like, fuck? Here, go that is fun. too long of a I test drive. Why? Well, I, I mean, I, you're doing you know. the fucking Le Mans 24 hour race. Like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> 45 minutes for a test drive. Well, I drove. And you're a lucky while. the cops weren't there when you got back. Yeah, I had to drive. In, I had to do some city driving, some highway driving. I had to see if it could parallel park, and then I and then I stopped and called Anna to see, you know, talk things through. And finally, I brought it back. And like at 45 minutes, the guy texted me. He was like, "Is everything okay?" Like, I mean, yeah. he is. Okay. <laughs> yes, because nobody has ever gone for a 45 minute <laughs> test drive before. I would Ten, never parallel minutes. park. I would never parallel never. park a dealer car. I would be terrified. No. I would take a mirror off or something like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, you I go back and it's just, you're weird. like, you're like, here's a car. Don't look at the other side. Goodbye. And you just drive away. <laughs> I bet Matt's a good parallel parker. I might go, I might take the car to Matt's house and let Matt parallel park it and tell me whether the car's worth getting or not. I I, I would ruin it. Don't, don't those sons of bitches just parallel park themselves now? <laughs> Maybe these Hondas do, these fancy Hondas. This thing is yeah. fancy. Can man. your can your car get you to your favorite uh vacation destination? I don't want to give it away in case Magic Mike ends up showing up at your door sometime, but yeah, actually, yeah, I wouldn't be too far from him. Uh, no, it's not that kind of range. It's like, it's like only on the city for, it's not like fully electric. So it's like, yeah, to get to the vacation destination, it's like use the hybrid motor, but, uh, for like daycare drop off, the electric motor. Yeah. But, uh, it does take, uh, 11 hours and 20 minutes to charge. So I brought it home and plugged it in and said 11 hours and 20 minutes to go. Well, do you yeah. need, do you need to upgrade something in your garage? It's not just a regular old uh, plug, is it? Do you have to get something special, or you don't? You can use. So that's why it is taking so long. Is you can use a regular plug, and obviously, my garage. You guys have seen my garage. It it does not. It have sucks. The ideal, you know, power setup. So you don't have to get a, a special. Plug. Aaron's got it like plugged into a windmill or something in his yeah. backyard. The car is plugged it? into the Peloton and is out there just pedaling away trying to charge the car. Right <laughs> yep. But isn't your isn't Kinetic it true energy. that your your landlord really wants you to plug it in in your garage because of all those fires that caused by oh yeah who are charging their cars? So she's like, hell yeah, yeah. yeah. go Charge for it. that She'll thing in there, that blow this son bitch up. Yeah. Um, Were you worried that the dealer was going to have to ride with you during the test drive? That's my biggest fear ever. I always bring someone else with me when I'm test driving a car, just because I don't want the dealer to ride with me. Yeah, I didn't I think about it. I mean, either. well, here's the thing: like, I totally failed the negotiation because we already knew. Well, no shit. I could. Okay, let's stop for a second. I could have told you that was going to happen, that Aaron is one of the worst negotiators of all time. I I actually walked out of the dealership. I waited a full 20 minutes to see if he would call or text me. No. (laughs) I was like, well, I'll go back in and tail it to my leg. Shoes on the other foot. You tried to play hard to get. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Didn't work. Sometimes you're the hammer. Sometimes you're the nail. Wait, right? when were you playing hard to yeah. get? When were you sitting outside the dealership waiting for him to beg you to come back in? After we talked, I was like, I don't like this price. You know, could we get rid of this one, this one thing? And like, he, he wouldn't budge. So like, I, can I get rid of one of these, rid of one of these zeros? Yeah. So I left and then nothing. No, not, not any movement at all. He and knew. you gave in and you walked back in and said, I'll take it. I did. Yeah. Oh. He knew he, he was the prettiest girl at the school and you had to come back crawling. Yeah. Somebody begging. else is going to pay that much for the car, man. Cars are crazy right now. It, it I was, is. It, I was so stoked about the car, man. I was fired up. It's bigger than my car. It's a plug-in hybrid. I feel like yeah. a king. Harman That's Kardon great. sound system. So stoked. Don't you and your <laughs> wife only have one car, Aaron? Indeed. Yeah, we have one car. Did did you guys, did she not get a test drive it? You just, like, it's a man's world. Uh, it's like, I'm going say, to get a car and bring it in over what? I was say before Rob. Nice, you know, Aaron. Thank you for reminding me. I was like, we were, we were going to go together. 
This is what's playing when Aaron pulls in the driveway <laughs> and his wife goes, what car did you buy? Oh, no. Yeah. Uh-huh, and nice. so my, my plan was... Get out my extension cord, babe. <laughs> my plan was... If I can go there and be like, well, hey, guy, you know, hey, I got to go home and talk to my wife. You know what I mean? Like, I thought that might yeah. help me, like, you know, walk away. And then once you're there for even an hour, you're like, I don't want to spend another hour of my life doing no. this. Like, I'm going to just buy the damn car. So I failed. I failed on all counts. Do you think I would be the world's worst car salesman or the world's best car salesman? I think you'd be a good car salesman. I think you'd be a pretty good car salesman. You got, yeah. you got the I, no, similar haircut. I, I don't think I don't think I don't think you're pushy <laughs> enough. Like you're funny and people want to hang out with you, right? But they'd be like, "Well, I think we're gonna go somewhere." You'd be like, "Okay, sounds yeah. good." You know, See, that's you the problem. Good. Yeah, is I can't sell my stuff. I've never had a job where I need to sell anything, especially myself, except for the one time. Did I ever tell you guys about when I was a tutor in Vermont? I didn't have a job, so I was like, "I'm going to yeah. tutor," and I put uh, I'll tutor physics, right? Huge mistake. I don't know anything about physics. I am terrible at physics. I taught physics once. Huge mistake. H2O, right? Or is that chemistry? H2O. Jesus Christ, Russell. H2O. I wouldn't even fucking, I wouldn't charge you for teaching. Velocity. Okay. Yes. Mass times speed. Times something. No, please stop saying speed. It's uh, here's the thing is that it's velocity. So here's the thing is that this college girl texts me and says, yeah, I'm looking for a tutor. Please come help me. Right. Days. I work days on this, these problems. Try to figure them out. I have no fucking idea what's going on in any of these problems. There's arrows pointing everywhere. There's jets. There's velocities. Cannot figure it out at all. So I cook a dinner, and then I say to my wife, okay, I got to go help this woman at the library, right? I go. My, my rate, by the way, $20 an hour, okay, at the time, $20 an hour. So I go, and I sit with this woman for two hours. As I'm walking up, I realize that I have cooked spaghetti with garlic and I have been peeling garlic with my hands and I did not wash my hands at <laughs> all. So I show up, I smell, I'm like Aaron after the, uh, the, uh, whatever place he went to, yeah, shawarma. Shawarma. I smell so much like garlic that I sit down. My first words out of my mouth to her are, I'm sorry. I smell so much like garlic. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine hiring a tutor and then you see me and I come in and I say, I'm sorry, I smell so much garlic. I help so little that I'm there for two hours. I say at the end, well, I'm not going to charge you at all because I wasn't helpful at all. I left no money whatsoever. And it's funny as hell because now that I work in the private schools in New York, you know what I charge now for tutoring? $220 an hour. Yeah, 150 bucks an hour. And parents trip over themselves to, ha- to pay me to help tutor their kids. Uh, Russell, rolling on, how's it going with you? Rolling going. Things are going good. I had an experience today at my office and I just wanted to see how do you guys handle this? What's the right what right, right way to handle something when you're walking by someone in the office or just anywhere in general? Get to the corner. Yeah, it's we need to go to the corner for this, Russell, because corner. Oh yeah. Aaron is terrified. Aaron has a terrified look on his face. Going to the office. Yeah, no. What the awful. fuck? Oh this no. Could, this could happen scary. anywhere. It could happen in a store. It could happen anywhere. My question is, <laughs> is when okay. you when you walk gas station Aaron for example I know you go to the gas station a lot to buy food and whatnot it can not anymore not with his electric car not he's, fucked. he's not gonna have any <laughs> he's not gonna have any ice cream he's not gonna have any cherry coke he's got nothing now he's done uh, all right so the only place this can happen at that though is where there's two doors so like at my office you go in there's kind of two doors to get inside you got to open one go through an entryway and then open another one right it's just like my favorite kind of house a two-door two-door uh, house two-door. Thank you. Thank you very much. Just like your worst side gig, being a tutor. <laughs> tutor. 
But my question is, so I, I was going and I've noticed this the last few days I've been walking up and let's say I open the door and someone trails me in and they say, thank you for when I open, when I hold the door open for right. it. And then I keep going and then I open the next door and I hold it open for them. Are you obligated to say thank you twice if a yes. door is held open for you twice sure. back to back? Or does the first thank you cover the second door hold? No. You got to say thank you twice. It's just the way it is. I've got the same thing with my apartment going out the side door. There's two doors. You got to say it twice. Even if you're just murmuring the second one, I think a door being held open, you say thank you. That's the double way it up. is. Yeah, double yeah. grateful. Why not? What do you let me let me guess, Ross? Do you not think they should say thank you, or do you not say thank you the second time? Russell, I do don't say tell thank me you're you not both times, you but I I find it annoying that I say it a second time, and I wonder if people are annoyed that I'm saying thank you a second time when they're just trying to go about their lives. Maybe maybe the second thank you is not warranted in such situations. No, Has anybody turned you? Not want you to say thank you. <laughs> Has anybody turned you and been like, shut the fuck up? Already? <laughs> hey, it's not a big deal. It's just a goddamn door. Who cares? No, but in my mind, that's what I've thought about saying to people. So. <laughs> I would love to live in Russell's mind for a day where he's like, does this person think I'm saying thank you too much? <laughs> Better think am about this I, a lot. Too kind? So what would you think then if, if someone you held the door open for someone, both doors going in and they only gave you one. Thank you. Would that annoy you? Yes, it would. Yes, absolutely. But you're like, but you open, like you open both. You, you're the one who opened the door both times. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I'm coming around on one thank you here. Like, it's just like, it seems like, see, yeah, it seems like that would cover both. You know, it's like, it's like a pre no. and post thank you or a post and pre thank you. No, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, Watch how much effort this takes. Watch how much effort this takes. Thank you. Like, that's it. That's all you have to do. Give but me you've already done it once. Rob, you're, you're, for a guy who is anti bless you, you're yes. kind of going the opposite way here with this no. thank yeah, you. That's thing. true. Like, you know, overkill. You know what the equivalent is in New York is when you ride up the elevator with somebody who lives in your apartment building. Okay. No matter what, when they get off, you have to say to each other, oh, have a good one. Like, that's it. Like, you, you, you just have to. You, that's the way it is. And when people don't do it, I'm kind of like, do you have to fuck? greet them when I'm they get neighbor. on the elevator too? Uh, no, but usually you say like, oh, what floor are you going to? Are you going oh, to so the there's only one me? greeting. There's not, a, there's not two greetings. Well, no, but there's no two doors. Like if I, if somebody held the elevator door for me, I would say, thank you. And then when I got off, I would say, have a good one. So even in New York, people expect you to say, have a good one. This is an important New York thing. It is just in your apartment. Okay. Right. Okay. It's, it's in your apartment. It's not like if you're in Macy's or something, you're not, then you would get stabbed. Then almost immediately okay. you would just be stabbed. And that's the way it is. Okay. Got it. Yeah. But yeah I think you got to say, I think you got to say thank you that second time. I don't know. What's, I mean, what's the harm? Just say thank you. It doesn't make you look so no harm, look but strong. I still feel like the, the first one covers the second act. Oh, well, I'd be furious. What if, you, <laughs> what if you didn't do it on the first door hold open and you saved it for the second one? They only have a short interim period of like two seconds where they could be annoyed that you didn't say thank you the first time. But what if they open the first door for you, you know, and kind of yeah. hold it, hold it back yep. for you. Yep. You don't say thank you. Yeah. They go through the second one, just slam that shit in your face. That's yeah. true. <laughs> you don't get a second door held open yeah. if you don't thank me on the first one. Like I'm, I'm doing the Lord's work here. I That's think ruthless. it's absolutely uh, this with the elevator. It's absolutely a room reader thing, right? Like, yeah. you know, if somebody's just kind of quick and, you know, not even looking, but if somebody like holds the door and like looks back at you and, yeah. you know, is expecting it, well, you just, Oh, thank you. You know, same thing with the elevator, you know, in Minnesota, we've got the, Oh, 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 geez. Oh, <laughs> thanks. You know, thanks. Oh, Oh yeah. Oh, how you doing on the elevator? You know, when you run into somebody that you don't expect them, 
And so, yeah, you know, if they if they want to be, hey, have a great day. Yep, yep, you too, that kind of a thing. But there's absolutely people at 7 a.m. that are just grumpy with the world. So don't don't talk to me. I need to get my coffee. So I don't know. It's a when I see thing. someone in the elevator and they're ahead of me, I usually try to slow way down so they can just go up because I don't want them to have to wait and hold the elevator. And right. then when I slow down and they're still waiting and holding yeah. it, I was like, I always feel terrible about it. I always get out. Of, I always get out of sight. Right. So like, you yes, because like, <laughs> if you're yes. kind of getting, you know, you got to kind of get over that side yes. so that it's not that awkward. If they're kind of looking, they don't see you. Right. So yep. I don't, and then, I mean, I don't know. I've got a, my building, I don't know if it's 34 or 36 stories, something like that, but we've got half of it, right? Only so 17 and two. up is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, it's, and it has been up until now real easy to just have one or two people. And it's kind of been the rule, like no more than two people. So you can each sit on either side of the elevator. And now there's people that are starting to cram in again, yeah. which is just, I don't know, like just wait. These are the things that should never like these are things that should never come back. Like standing yeah. too close to me in the grocery store, gone. Too many people in yeah. the elevator, gone. These are things that should never come back. Haven't we learned like this should not oh. be happening anymore? You should you should try working in a vertical school where everybody needs Oof. to ride the elevator because it's 17 stories tall or whatever. And so you get kids that get on, open the door right at the last possible minute, stick their arm in, and then get on and then go up two floors. And you want to be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like <laughs> that is the worst one. Young person. If the doors are shutting, you've missed your opportunity. Right. Do not stick your arm no. in no. Do not and stick open your that arm in. Yes. and l- open that door again. Right. That that is an absolute. But you know, do it, it, it is a power move as a teacher because you can just say, like I've I've been on the floor and the door opens and all the kids are in there misbehaving and I say, oh, everybody out. And oh. they just all have to get oh. out, and then I get on and I go up. Now oh, I yeah. know, I know they're just waiting for the next elevator, or they're going to go up a floor and take an elevator from there. But the sense of power you have, guys, being a teacher is so great. It makes up for all the times where I'm powerless in my life, which is pretty much 100 percent of the time where I'm not teaching. Is it kind of like being the yeah, main you host? know? I never, I, ne- I don't get that sense from any teachers. I mean, yeah, you know, that we're not just all on huge power <laughs> trips. <laughs> yeah, I never. What I never are you going to do if you don't know middle school math? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe learn it in fucking high school. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, of course. It's your will. choice. You could have summers off. It's your choice. You can do it too. Ooh, ooh. We're only two months away from me having my summers off, boys. That's yeah. then you're going to hear so many more sound clips. It's going to be so good. It's going to be awesome. So when you guys do see an elevator, so here's my next question. Then, what is the current percentage where if it's like if it looks like. 50% of the square footage is taken up by people. Do you get in? Are yes. you one who crams into an elevator? Rob, you strike me as someone who will cram into an elevator. Whereas yeah. my guess is Matt and I would never get into a crowded elevator. And I, I don't know what Aaron would do in this situation. You know, I, it, I, I usually will. But let me ask you this. Like, if you took an elevator as that last step to home, like you're just on your doorstep, you want to go right into your home, but you sure. need to take an elevator. Would you just wait for an elevator to be polite to everybody? No, this is your home elevator that you're getting in the elevator. You're doing what you want. You live here. That's your true. Elevator. That is different. Yeah, you got to get in. You got to. Or like, you know, I, I know at my office, right? Like there's another elevator coming really quick. You know, I just know that there's if I have to wait for the next elevator, it's not going to be like a five minute thing. Right. Where there's yeah. sometimes where you're going to be waiting for a long time. And if you know you're going to be waiting for a long time, yeah, I'm going to sneak onto that thing every once in a while. But if I can wait. I will wait, but if it's at work and the only thing waiting for me is work, I will wait until it's an empty elevator. You'll never get out of that fucking yeah, elevator. Like, I'm not in a hurry. Like all I got up there is just work. 
this whole time, Aaron's like, what is going to work? Because I do want to point out, by the way, we're recording this on a Friday. So a Friday should be a work day for most people. Aaron was like, yeah, I went and I went a, car. a car. It was yeah. really fast. Even when I drove around for 45 minutes. <laughs> by the way, we have been recording for 40 minutes. So since we sat down together, guys, we have not been out as long as Aaron has been out driving his car around. Beep, beep. I had so much fun. I was like, what if I don't buy this car? I got to get the most fun out of it just in case I don't buy it. There, It is dope driving. My dad always said if he was super rich, he would get a new car every day. Because driving a new car is dope. New car? It just feels amazing. Fun. Yeah. Also, listen, guys. I had a one-on-one with my boss at 4 p.m. today on a Friday. So I felt oh. like today was a, if there was a day to take the morning to drive a car around, it was today. Uh, a meeting with your boss 4 p.m. on a Friday, that is leading from the middle, my friend. Yeah. Leading from the middle. <laughs> I would be like, oh, can we do this over Zoom? And oh, God, my camera, my phone camera doesn't work. It's so weird. It sounds like you're at a bar in the village. Yeah, what? Yeah, weird. Hear you. Yeah. Yeah, let's see. Yeah. This, this edible is going to kick in in 10 minutes. How much longer is this meeting going to go? <laughs> Russell, listen, the bottom line is you got to say thank you as much as you can. Get out of the corner. And you need to assert your dominance in the elevator. Yeah. Exactly. It is wild, though, that I live in an apartment that has an elevator building. I used to think elevators were so amazing and cool. Like, you'd rush to push the button first. And now my kids literally ride an elevator every day for their house. It's It's craziness. It's insanity. Your kids, I mean, we should do a whole, I know we're trying to move on, but we should do an entire episode on your kids' life. Like, like the way your kids are growing up is totally unique to any other kid that I know. I think if I saw one person jacking off outside where I lived, it would be a like if just somebody in your front yard was just jerking it, just hardcore hand in their pants, just just jerking it like they're like it owed him money, just like crazy amounts of jerking. My kids see that like every month. Like it would be a whole like it's crazy how much they see people jerking it. It's wild. I, of all the things I, you know, I was thinking about taking the subway to school and riding an elevator. Jerking it. There's people jerking it on there. Yeah. I was going straight to my kids. People jerking, <laughs> people it jerking on it. a regular basis. I mean, I yeah. guess it's true. I, yeah. It's true. Oh yeah. I knew we were in trouble when we moved here. And within a week, my kids stepped over somebody who was passed out on the ground of the subway. And I was like, Oh, they've lost all your humanity. Didn't take very long. They're New Yorkers. <laughs> Matt rolling going. How's it going with you? Uh, good. I think it's been a little bit since I've kind of updated, um, I have continued the quest and the I list. up to 459. Oh, wow. Yeah, home stretch. And let me tell you, once we get to like, you know, the high 300s into the 400s, it's when we get to some of the older albums. Yeah. And basically yeah. anything before CDs. So anything before like 1993, let's say. Okay. Kind of as a number. I mean, there's like 36 minute albums. I listened to a, uh, who, who did I, who did I recommend to you, Rosie, the other day? Loretta um, Lynn. Loretta Lynn, 20, 10, 10 minute, 10 songs, 27 yes. minute album. Uh, yes. I mean, they're just flying through it. And so, you know, some of the good ones and I, guys, I never, ever, ever thought I would say this. Oh, I'm but so Taylor interested. Swift's 1989 might be one of the greatest albums of all time. Really? Of all time. What, what are of some all of the songs wow. on it? Um, shake it know, off, you know, shake it off. What, what is the, there's just some really good, I probably should have had 1989. So then so much so that I, we've got a couple analysts at work who are mid twenties and, you know, so I'm, so I'm trying to get, I'm trying to talk cool. Like I know what I'm saying. So I said, Hey, Taylor Swift, 1989 is better than red. Cause I think red is rated higher on it's our top list. 100, isn't it? Yeah. Something like that. And, and 1989 is absolutely better. 
And they're like, you know, to be 15 and hearing Taylor Swift talking about being 15. I mean, you can't, can't, you got, you, you that living through that makes red, you know, better than 1989, mm. but from a pure album, I mean, it's like pop songs yeah. and then ballads. And then there's some slow ones. It's, it's an unbelievable album. So listen, that was, that was one of the hits. Listen to this um, 1989. Welcome to New York. It's a bop blank space. Uh, yeah, that's sh- the, that's the, that's the best one. Shake it off. Like it's it's full of hits. Full of hits. Credence, Clearwater Revival, Cosmos Factory. I don't know, Rob, if you can pull that Ooh, one up. What's quick. on that one? You know, there is a ton. So if you remember, let me guess, do all the it, songs I'll... sound like this? Boom, 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 boom. I'm driving in a car. Here's a California city, insert name here. This was the perfect. You know, this is this is the the height of their popularity, right? And they had like I don't know if it was three or four albums in a row that ended up at number two at the time, like the second best selling albums. It never got to number one, mm-hmm. but they were just having jam after jam on those on those albums. Didn't the the first list only have one CCR album? And it was the greatest hits or something, or, or yeah. did that change or not? That I think that changed. All right, yeah. This one has uh, Cosmos Factory has. Traveling Band, which is a that is a bop. Oh, that's yeah. Uh, yeah looking that out my back door, which is kind okay. of a fun right. one. Yeah. Uh, up around the bend, mm-hmm. I heard it through the grapevine, and then they have wow. one that always has made me feel uncomfortable, even when I was in middle school. Uh, Run through the jungle. I was always like, I don't like this song. It makes me feel vaguely yeah, like, like yeah, there's something weird going on. Anytime white people say jungle, you're like your ears perk up. I don't is this like okay? it. I don't know. And CCR, okay. the whitest of the white guys. Like, is that an anti-war song though? I don't know if it is or not, but they're they're famously, you know, had some anti-war songs. So I don't oh, know yeah. Vietnam, that kind of a thing. My so. favorite CCR song is Lodi. I cannot get enough. Oh, of we've song. talked about yeah, this. We've before. talked about. I it. know, but I have to say it anytime it comes up. You can edit it out if you want. Oh, um, I will. Odelay, Bex Odelay. <laughs> Where's it at? It's at four twenty-four. It is a, just a great. Can we album. get a preview on, on what you would give it a rating on Rob's system? On Rob's system? Yeah, Rob, maybe you can explain the system. My system is, <laughs> if is it your belongs system? at 385, that is a rolling well-toned. If it is higher, if it should be higher, it got rolling boned. Or if you did not like it, it is a rolling grown. Not, no spoiler, spoiler alert. Told us this. But like spoiler higher, alert. you mean higher, like it needs a higher number? No, a lower number. Higher on the list, meaning we would see it sooner. So think of us oh. as descending the mountain. We're so in Aaron's Hyundai coming bone. down it, it's, from it's his time. Yeah. I could tell you one, I could tell you one album that should just get kicked as far off the album off the uh, list. This list yeah as, <laughs> as fast as you can okay they put eric it? church chief on there it's this country song and it is as country as co- they got one good song in there but it says country as country gets you know with a new hippie uh mohawk wearing leather pants and all Wait, that what? stuff this is country to you Hippie Mohawk yeah. wearing leather pants? That's what I'm saying. Whoa, that, that's that's the that's, that's the new age country. That's new you know, country of really? Mohawk. So you're watching yeah. like Robocop and you're like, why is he fighting all these country singers? Like all the yeah. punks. <laughs> that he's I mean, you know, it's the thing, it, it it's the whole concept. I mean, it's just it's like it came out in 2012, and it's the whole concept of I'm gonna steal your girl. You know, what are you looking at me? She's coming home with me tonight. You yeah. know, it's all those songs, and it's just it doesn't play anymore. I don't know. I can't. Stand new country, old country, Loretta Lynn, 
that kind of stuff. Great. Can you imagine trying to steal? Can you imagine being 40 years old and wanting to steal someone's girl? Right. That's, that would be so much work. Like just the idea of like, I'm going to steal your girl. My next thought would be like, well, how are we going to do this move? So I have stolen (laughs) your girl. Your girl's now living with me. We've got to go into your house and get the stuff out. Do you go with you? Right. You already stole the girl. Hire a yeah. mover. So you hire but, a mover. Yeah, you, you've graduated. But, You're, yeah. But I think I've started. Yeah. It, it, it's just it like ridiculous concepts. Right. And then there's people that like this. And I'm like, come on. And so I've, but I have started not liking the newer stuff because of the length of the albums. Right. So like Usher's got an album confessions from 2004. It's like a great album, right? Like it's like all times. Yeah. yeah. You know, but it's like, 26 songs in an hour and a half kind of a thing. Yeah. Like, that's damn, such a, I think that, that was such a weird era of yeah. R&B and rap. Where right. Like, Let's just make super long albums and then they're going to be on CDs at Target it's, or whatever. Like, it's, I, I think next week shit. we're listening to, to Bitches Brew by Miles Davis. It's like almost two hours. It's going to be brutal, isn't it? It's, a, it's <laughs> hour, an hour and 45 minutes. It is long. It is very long. Matt, do you look ahead and see what albums are coming up or do you just wait for the next one and then surprise yourself? Or no, do you know I mean, what I, the next I, 10 so are? So I've got like my own little... Uh, spreadsheet that I, you know, yep. funny. And so then I, instead of scrolling through all the times, I'll hide, I'll hide the, you know, the top 400 because I'm up to whatever now, right? And so, mm-hmm. you know, so I usually can see like the next six or eight that are coming unless I'm checking those off and then I'll hide and unhide and things like that. And so I, I, I can see what's coming up next. So like I've got, well, funny, Paul and Melinda Cartney, McCartney, uh, Ram, and then Roberta Flax, first take. And then Diana oh, Ross anthology, so good. and then Nine Inch Nails, pretty hate machine. I mean, so I've got Jesus some, Christ. Again, I'm gonna, I am gonna fly. Do through the this people thing in your office think that you're a legit psychopath? <laughs> that you are listening to different music every day, and not just different music, like totally different right. genres every well, day. It's kind of the good thing about not having too many people in the office. One. I mean, I've got an office, you know, like I'm pretty fancy, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah from the plane, got us on office. You guys know. Yeah, that. you're not you saying know, so I can you take you to jack shit. But, but two, I mean, there's, there's really not that many people, you know, to even hear this stuff, but three, I'll, I mean, I don't know how many people you guys talk to about this too much, but like, you know, I still say, Oh, you know, people will ask me like, what are you listening to? Or what, what, what do you got going on with podcast stuff like that? I go, well, my, you know, my COVID Your coworkers ask you that. Yeah. Cause I talk about music with these people all the Your time. Your coworkers no. know you do this podcast. That's a worldly guy. podcast. No, but they know, but okay. people know that I'm doing the list, list. right? All right. You all know, right. or like, you know, I've been going to a few concerts and stuff and gone yeah. with a few coworkers, things like that. And so, the, you know, they'll ask and I'll ask them what they're listening to. What are the kids listening to these days? And, you know, everybody's pretty psyched when you tell them that you're going through the top 500 albums, you know, they say, God, oh, it's a pretty cool thing. It's you know, cool it's pretty awesome. Yeah. And then you say, yeah. "Oh, I'm also listening to this podcast." And they say, "Oh, look at I, look at the time. I got to go. My yeah. elevator's oh, here. Geez, look at the time. And actually, I don't share an elevator, so you stay out meeting, here. Yeah, or I'll write it yeah. down in my notepad. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I got the end in sight. I will say that I have not listened to podcasts because, I mean, clearly you guys you're on a that. quest. You're listening to music, yeah. man. Be- it's good because I'm because I'm trying to get through this bad boy, you know. And so I'm I'm excited. To dive into like the Pixies, I'm excited to dive into Pavement. We've talked about that. Mm-hmm. I'm excited right. to dive into some of these bands that you pick up on this uh, on now, this quest. So now, Matt, I have an unrelated question. Okay, this is totally okay. unrelated. Did you listen to this Doors album this week? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I've listened. To, but 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 again, I've listened to this Doors album. You know, ten times. Yeah. In the last I don't know, five years, like I like this album. I want to come to Matt's defense here because. Matt has listened to this Doors album. He's done yeah. the quest. Like he can't get to 459 without having listened to 85. 
This years true. ago when we started this and you guys asked me if I was keeping up years listening ago. to all of the albums on the list, I was like, well, I have listened to them and I took some shit for it. And yep, it's true. Matt actually has done the work to listen. Maybe not this week, but that album is in there. It's, it, it's in there floating around in his, in his consciousness. So I'm, I got to come yeah. to his defense. Aaron, I, 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 I can't believe people... we made fun of you for something that little, Aaron. That doesn't seem like us. Right? That's so it's not silly. Like you guys. It's not like you guys. How many people do we need on this podcast to le- read Wikipedia two or three times and then regurgitate <laughs> information? Like, you it's, guys do a great it, job. There's of that so many already, more so. websites. There's song facts. There's song genius. facts, genius. There's, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, there's yeah. so much stuff that I we do. Uh, Wikipedia to Rob and I hammer those other ones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, it makes it sound like we don't actually do that much, but really it seems like it's actually quite a bit of time that I put into this. Not sure how that works. Copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, listen, paste. Listen, my Rob world, is a, my world is a disaster right now. Still? Okay. Is that gotten better? Didn't your wife come home? How many weeks has this or been? Or did she decide not to come home? My wife has come home and it turned out not my problem. That was not my issue going on. My wife. Uh, <laughs> you mean the fact that she's come home is not your problem? Do you try that around home? Like, oh, you're home. It's not my problem. Like, you got to get your own dinner. <laughs> No, we're both always home. Like, I don't, I'm serious, guys. I don't know what she does for a job. I have been home for a week. She does as much work as I do. I'm like, what are, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I got to go to the gym for like three hours. I'm like, what? What What do you do for a job? I got to get this job. Am I the only guy working like in the whole world? I feel like sometimes I'm the only person working. What the fuck? And then sometimes people call her and be like, oh, Those teachers, can you man, believe they, I had to talk on the a phone? Lot. They go through a lot. We do. We literally do. <laughs> I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to dump 20, 12 year olds into your office and see if how you many, like the job. How many, how many classes do you teach on a Tuesday, Rob? <laughs> Listen, it's not important. You don't have because to get into actual I've heard numbers you say this like 16 times on this. How many, how many episodes do we have? 87? Yeah, yeah, about that. Yeah. So I would say a good 16. We've heard that Rob teaches two no, classes No, 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 no. I got to crank right? up. I got to crank up being a teacher's real hard because it's, it's now almost April, right? And then we go April, May, June, and then nobody <laughs> thinks the teacher is hard. So this is the time where I really got to tell people like, I'm actually changing lives. Okay. Yeah. We're not just playing online Tetris. Now here's the thing. Although I did find a great <laughs> online Tetris. We could set up a private room and play with the kids. The Dwayne Reed has gone too far. The Dwayne Reed in my building oh my. is officially no friend of mine. And I did post to the, uh, the Facebook group for the neighborhood. Did they put the earbuds on <laughs> lockdown or not. They have now locked down the ice cream. The ice oh, cream what? is under lock oh, and key. If you want to get ice cream, you have to go oh, that's so like embarrassing. a fat little loser to the front desk oh, and no. request, please unlock. And then you have to sit there and like look at the ice cream and pick it out in front of the person with the key. I have not been buying deodorant because of this. They really think I'm going to go down and buy ice cream. And you know they're judging your flavor, right, Rob? They're judging oh, what you're picking. Of course. Oh, and then like how fast? Because, you know, I like to reach in and like touch everything and see if it's not too melted. <laughs> you know, I like to take my time. But I don't think I should have to ask for ice cream. Are people stealing ice cream? Yes. Is it that big of Assholes. a loss? I mean, why not well, lock probably. the whole store? Why not lock the front door and not let anybody in? Like, this is so fucking but is stupid. But it, is it all ice cream, Rob, or is it just fancy person ice cream? And don't get me wrong, I eat fancy oh, person ice cream. Oh, here we go. It's here we go. all the ice cream. Yeah, first of all, elitist question. But second of all, yes, it is <laughs> no, all the ice cream. Question, a real question. No, first of all, Dwayne Reed, at, at where I live, has some real supply issues because sometimes they will have a hundred quarts of ice cream. All the ice cream you can have, Ben and Jerry's, Haagen-Dazs, they've got all the great ice no cream. No one other than the, the the East Coast hoi polloi or the rich folks know what <laughs> Dwayne Reed even is. No one in the Midwest has ever even heard of Dwayne Reed. Listen, for you guys, Dwayne. it's like a general store. Think Was of it like a general store. For the <laughs> Dwayne Rudd. 
<laughs> Here's the deal. That was Jake Reed. That then, next no, day, they will have... Andre Reed, he was with the Bills, I think. See, this is why I don't listen to you guys. <laughs> Wayne The Rock Johnson. All yeah, this yeah. is getting edited out. The next Reed. day then, the they Rock will have... The Rock was a great movie, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> the next day, they will have no ice cream. So I don't know who's buying what like 80 things called? of ice cream. Dwayne Reed... It, it doesn't cream. matter what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> this is not turning into a wrestling podcast, guys. We cannot handle that many listeners. Okay. Plus, I don't know anything about. Actually, I know much about music as I do about wrestling. So it'd be about as effective. So now, picture this: if I want to buy fish food ice cream, I need to go to to the front, and I need to say, "Can you please unlock the ice cream?" And they're going to roll their eyes. So let's say there's a line of people checking out. You got to wait in line. Or even worse, what if they have one of those buzzers and then it announces a little store? Staff needed at the ice cream section, (laughs) and then everybody looks. And here's the fattest guy in New York City waiting for the, no, for them to come, come and now. get ice cream. No, I think I might be actually. I have there are very few people bigger than me that are walking around <laughs> in the city, and I am having to wait for them to come and get ice cream. And then like it's bad enough do purchasing a, the ice cream. Do they have an intercom at Dwayne Reed or not? Oh, of course they do. Oh yeah, they're always announcing. Like? It's, what does it sound like? <laughs> Uh, we need somebody to help out El Tubbo Jr. at the ice cream <laughs> section. He's buying ice cream again. That's all they say. They go, shh, he's buying ice cream again. Please help him out. And then they know multiple pints. He's buying multiple yeah. pints again. Yeah. Many, many, many pints of ice. Well, you'd have to now, right? If you're going to yeah. open it up. Have you tried just asking them to unlock the fish food? Like if you just said, like, would you please unlock the fish food? I'm not, I'm never going to buy ice cream from them again. That's it. I'm not going to do it. Where are you going to get your ice cream? You live on, you're talking about supply chain stuff. You live on an island. I mean, of course they're going to have supply. I might, I might be going ice cream free. I don't know. This might be it for me and ice cream. I might be done because I literally can't get in. I mean, this, this freezer, it's, it also has little frozen Twix bars in there. It's got ice cream sandwiches with the M&M cookies. I can't get any of my mush. I might not be a mush head anymore. What is, what's the, what's the, what is the odds? It's not zero. It's not a hundred. What is the odds that Jenny's behind this? Because you, <laughs> you've told us you've got the little tummy issues every time yeah, you eat true. your ice cream, right? Uh, yeah. So that, little tummy you know, issues. And yeah. she wants you to come home and eat her cookies. She doesn't want you oh, out yeah. there hunting oh. for ice cream, man. She wants to make you the cookies. She has said a number of times, I really want you to eat my cookies. Okay. <laughs> Stop going to Dwayne Reed. I something I, about her milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Yes. I don't know. You know, <laughs> yes. Unquote. Yes, exactly. That is, yeah, you guys are, yeah, you're, you're right. My wife says so many dirty things to me. Please. I think the dirtiest thing my wife has said to me in two weeks is, Do you want to join? All right, let's talk about the album. Let's talk about the album. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I can't hear you. I have my noise-canceling headphones on. Please. Get my VR goggles on. <laughs> yes, I'm in the VR world. I can't, I can't help you. Can't okay, wait. I just, uh, so let's talk about The Doors by The Doors. And I just deleted the fucking thing that it was on. God fucking damn it. Wait, okay. I got to go unarchive it. Fuck me, guys. I think I just... Wait, let's look in the trash. There it is. Okay. I was going to say, like, Google doesn't throw anything away. I know. That's what I didn't get. I don't... Usually I archive it. I didn't even know there was a trash. We're already an hour in. Wait a minute. What did I just do? Did I? You emptied your. Yeah, you, you emptied, emptied the, trash, the trash. So I think you might have lost it. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> God damn it. I didn't want to say anything. Yeah, but I, I was, was like. like uh, uh, <laughs> okay. So listen. 
let's, let's just talk about the doors here real quick. And you know, uh, I'm not going to. Uh, uh, I'm going to remember uh, a lot of this. Uh, Chewbacca's Chewbacca's so, joint. All right, you fucking so, Listen, we got the door. The doors are basically. Oh, that's super good. Holy shit, Russell. That's really good. You can tell me all you want that the doors are all these guys, but it's really just two guys, right? The doors it's are Jim all these Morrison. Guys. The doors the, are all these guys. It's, it's the doors Jim are Morris. All these guys. You told if me I, I opened, tell you all If I, I opened an office door <laughs> so I for the doors, I would say thank you once, but I would not. <laughs> if the doors walk through the second door, I would yeah. not say thank you again. I, I, I okay. Listen, I'm we got Rob. Ray Manzarek on keyboard. We've got Jim Morrison badass, on badass. vocals. It, 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 if you love organs, if you love, if you, if you're dating somebody and they're <laughs> like, God damn, I love listening to the organ. I want to listen to the organ more. Who, what band could I listen to? I would highly recommend you direct them in the version of, in, to the direction of the doors. There is a shit ton of organ on this. Someone Basically, could have told doors- me that last week before I did a fucking list on the Hammond, right? <laughs> <laughs> the Doors basically released this album in 67 during the Summer of Love, right? If this album is one of the greatest psychedelic rock albums ever. This is basically what started the whole psychedelic craze. And you can tell from the time that they charted, right? Because they released this in January of 67. This didn't chart. They didn't have a song chart until June. When um, Light My Fire went all the way up to number one, it took almost all year for that song to get popular enough where it got up there. And all of a sudden, the doors blew up, right? This whole new thing of like, oh, here's a band, but they're not talking about love and I want to hold your hand. And you have this front man who's not like, oh, look at me. I'm, I'm Mick Jagger, whatever. This is a front man who is weird. This dude is weird as hell. We all know somebody that is Jim Morrison, right? Like when I was younger, I was like, oh, Jim Morrison, he's so mysterious. He loves French poetry and he's writing all these weird poems and he's doing all these drugs. And what I realize now is I would be annoyed as shit if I met Jim Morrison today. Like if Jim Morrison, Jim Morrison is your college roommate who you're like, fuck me. I can't believe I live with that person. What a disaster. Very, very. But but, you, but like right away, you like him, right? You're like, oh, yeah, something yeah, different. You're intrigued. Different. You're intrigued. Yeah, you're intri- and then, you, and then it turns into okay, yeah. You know, that that was cool for a while, but yeah, yeah, I don't need to hear any more French poetry from the 1950s. Thank you, I'm good actually. Yeah. So basically, The Doors became like an overnight hit. This is a lot of people think this is the greatest debut album of all time. Uh, and basically, within four years, Jim Morrison was dead, and they never. I mean, they released other albums, and they had kind of a hit here and there in the album, but eventually, Jim Morrison taking LSD to break on through the other side. Took its toll and, uh, uh, you know, ultimately the band has a tragic end. But let's listen to uh, The Doors break on through. I got to say, guys, when you put it on this album, the first time you put it down and listened to heard this come on your speakers. When you drop the needle on your speakers, you'd be what excited. What's going on with what your speakers? speakers? What, what, what are you doing to yourself? You've been gone for a while. You didn't even I mean, clean like that up before she gets back. I don't know. I had The Doors... But like the best of the doors on cassette, yeah. like I think a lot of people have. So I have never, there are songs in here I didn't know. But yeah, this one, like the minute it comes on, you're like, this is awesome. Like I get it, love this forever. Never not a great song. Actually, yeah, I think so the drumming good. on here is pretty cool. Definitely some, some jazz influenced drumming. Very cool. I actually, 
I actually read that the the j- the drumming was influenced by bossa nova music. Oh yeah, John Dunsmore, the right. the drummer, was into bossa nova, which is a Brazilian type of music that was popular in the fifties and sixties. And I read that it's similar to samba, complex harmonies, improvised jazz-like passages. Aaron, so you're right on with that. Oh, thank you. But you know what I was reading though? There's another it. artist. These guys were from LA, right? They played out in LA. That's There's right. actually another artist from LA that has been influenced by Bossa Nova, and that's Beck. Oh. You guys got to check out this song. Check out this song called Tropicalia by Beck. Oh, yeah. That? Oh, yeah. That's the Bossa Nova, isn't it? What is that What is that fish thing called? The, the Wiro, it sounds Wiro, like. yeah. Yeah. I love Bossa Nova. I have a Bossa Nova Pandora station. Oh, it's so good, guys. You want to you have a nice day? Put some uh, bossa nova on at work. You look smart. It's uplifting. Yeah. You can't understand a thing they're saying. It's great. It's all I think so, and I think Beck's Beck's bossa nova. I think is right in your face. The other one is a little bit hidden behind everything else, with organ and everything. So I gotta ask you guys, when it comes to bossa nova music, who does it better? <laughs> Beck did it better. Listen, of course, yeah. Beck. Yeah, of course, Beck does bossa nova better. Right? It's, it's it's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, no okay, question. so now, warning, warning, we've gotten through one of the songs that you've ever heard of on this album before. Uh, now we've yes. got Soul Kitchen, okay? And they claim they wanted a James Brown-type sound with a guitar. Like, this is where things start to miss a little, you know? Like, too slow or what? Well, I, I just think, you know, it's like if you're trying to call it Soul Kitchen, well, that's a pretty cool. Pretty cool. I think it just sounds like a new band or like a new group yeah. who's trying to get their stuff together, right? Like, it's not a 30-year band that's got everything real tight and clean. They're, they're a new band. But I do think it's interesting, it. though, the production on this album, too. They're like, listen, crank up the organ, and we're just going to put echo on everything. We're going to have them sound like they're in the <laughs> deepest, darkest cave. Everything is echo. I mean, Jim Morrison, what do you think of his voice, Aaron? I think it's... Uh a good rock voice, but it's, you know, pretty amateur. He's kind of just hollering most of the time. Like it's powerful, um, but it doesn't stand out to me as like, Oh, I really want to listen to this guy sing a song. But see, that's where I, I don't know the technical side. I don't know that. Right. But like he, he's got some Eddie Vedder, some Chris Cornell, like some like instant taking over of a song to me, you know, and maybe it's just that deep masculine voice, you know, that can sing some three or four notes really well, you know, but you know, I, I guess I can, now that you're saying it, I can hear the technical side of it. Maybe he's not there, but he is the band, right? I mean, like totally. you put somebody else as, yeah, the, right. if you don't have his voice, then they're not as popular as they are. In no, I'm like, yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it's a force of personality thing. So I, I hear that. Don't you think his voice is a little different because he's a baritone, right? And most of the time, don't you have a, uh, you don't have a, as low of a voice for a lead singer for a band like that, right? Yeah, you're right. You guys are making great points. I don't have anything else to add. You guys, you guys are nailing it. I that he's that song was all about his favorite diner where he'd go do LSD and sit at this diner. If you're going into a diner and you've never been there before and you're not going to ask what their specials are, what are you going to order at a diner? Egg and toast, eggs, yeah, eggs and toast, yeah. See, there'll be sometimes where I'll risk it and go for a burger. Right? I'll go. I'll go. Like I don't want a breakfast anymore. I want something more filling. But I'm getting I'm getting bacon. I'm not getting sausage because who knows how well they're cooking that stuff, and that's that's dangerous. But you are a sausage <laughs> sausage breakfast sandwich. Guy. Well, I I have I rolled the dice with Dave's downtown, right? Mm-hmm. And they cook it right. My my I make it through the day, you know. But there's yeah. there's sometimes oof, yeah, to roll right, the dice. Right. Yeah, sometimes you know your sausage is just not 
good enough and it doesn't, and you get unhappy about it. It actually I controls mean, yeah. a lot of facets of your life. Like maybe when you were younger dating, like you would make out with people and take off your shirt, but keep your pants on because well, it doesn't matter why, right? We don't know. You need to get into why that was. Wait, so you like, you would take your own shirt off. You'd be like, well, I'm gonna, like, you like before everybody's, make out, I'm making out, off. everybody's naked except for my pants. <laughs> 75% of the clothes are off. My and pants, you're eating, and you're eating breakfast. Might some, no. Some people <laughs> might say my pants may be the most important part of working out. Still on. <laughs> I think, I think when you're younger, you just need to say, "Listen, everybody's penis looks weird. That's just the way it is." Right? Yeah. What? What? How did we get here? Yeah, well, I'm just saying. I think that's it. I guess it's a thing you could say. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think if you have kids, just say, listen, everybody's penis looks weird. That's the way it is. Nobody's penis yep. looks great. Now, if you thought that last song was weird, this one's called Crystal Ship. This might be my favorite song on the album. Is that weird? Why does it jump out to you? I honestly because I, mean, I can't like Yeah, maybe. I I can't um I don't wanna I was gonna say divorce and like I don't like that word, but I can't separate this these songs from nostalgia for me. So like this to me was one of the most nostalgic because I was like listening to this in JT Sampson's, you know, basement in eighth grade on cassette tape. And I was like, someday I'm going to get so high and listen to this song. Yes. It's, it's going to be amazing. I did the same thing. I'd be like, is Were this drinking song while like drugs the time? is like? Yep. You know, yeah. And I was like yeah. drinking yeah. an a Lipton iced tea or whatever. So yeah. like, I don't even know if I like the song, but they just they what, all speak to me. And what you don't realize, like if you could go back to JT Barrett, what was the guy's name? JT Sampson. Sampson. I don't care. So you go back to JT Sampson's place and you're playing Bond in his basement, listening to the doors. That's a top three moment in your life, right? Like looking back, you're like, that's a very strong sense memory for me. Yeah. 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 Now we're talking about what's it like when we get on an elevator at work. I mean, if you're if you're <laughs> do you say, or do you say, say thank you once or do you once say thank you twice? twice? You'd be like, what the twice. fuck did I grow into? This is the absolute worst. So he wrote that song about his girlfriend of three years that he broke up with. Would you want a song written about you if you got dumped? Would you want that? Yeah. Yeah. Aaron. I mean, you've written a lot of songs about me, Rob, but you haven't dumped me yet. So I don't know what, I don't know what that says about either of us. I got to say, honest. I do love writing songs about Aaron. <laughs> I feel like if we dated, my songs would get better too. Like if you and I were going on some dates and hanging out and I'd be like, guys, Aaron didn't even, he didn't offer to pay for the date, stuff like that. I would always offer to pay for the date. Now that one I can oh, say. Aaron, I see, that's offer. why we're together. That's why we're dating. Aaron, You're so sweet. Aaron would offer, but then when, when Rob insisted right. on paying the first time, he would allow you to pay instead mm. of, he he wouldn't come back at you. He would take. He would take your offer. Oh, that's true. No, Russell knows that about me. I only offer once. If someone offers, <laughs> if I offer once and someone says no, I'm not going to fight you for the bill. That's not. That's not. I'm not going to do that. Club <laughs> <laughs> soda all over. Okay, Russell's camera just turned off. Uh, not good. Things are. Things are. <laughs> Russell, you know that happens to some guys though. When we're talking about dating Aaron and paying for dates, it, it, it's all, normal. It exploded all over. Yeah, that's normal. Don't worry about it. Okay, just Back give it on your speakers too. I'm just oh, gonna no. give him. I'm just gonna give Russell five minutes. And he's gonna be able to open another club soda in a little bit. We just need a little no. more time. There's a little refractory five period. Impressive. No, five minutes. I'd be asleep. For, I, I meant like uh, fifteen 35. hours. I'm like thirty-five, and I feel pretty good about that. Oh, 30. Can you imagine? I couldn't even imagine a second time right now. I'd be like, what? Oh, God. A second time? <laughs> That's another reason I'm not taking somebody else's girl. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, time for us to make love. You lie there and I lie here. And then you <laughs> say to me, are you joining me? 
Okay. By the way, I'm going to go test this car out. I'm going to call you and t- ask you, can Rob, we buy this car? Should we buy this we car? We are so, we have so much to Rob, do on this album. If, right you stole, if you stole someone else's girl, just think the first time when you would come back and be like, I'm so pissed that Dwayne Reed has locked the ice cream yeah. down and I can't get my fish food. What would be your stolen girl's reaction to that? Oh, she, she would, she would, uh, she would be wonder. First of all, she wouldn't be there, right? That's step one. <laughs> she would, she would, she would come into herself. my apartment, see what my apartment looks like, and be like, "Well, I need to leave this situation immediately." <laughs> I'd be holding her, the door for her on the way out, one hundred percent. Is there a better rapper nickname than Mister Steel? Mister Steal Your Girl? Ooh, who's no. that? Steal Your Girl? Trey Songs, Mister Steal Your Girl. I can't even do it. I can't even say it, but. That's pretty, pretty good. good. That's hard. It's yeah. good. It's a pretty good. That's that's hard it's true. Hard like daddy fat top. stacks. Yep. Even when I'm married, I'm still worried that somebody's going to come along and steal my girl. And then I actually like listen to what my girl says, and I'm like, "Good luck, anybody. Good luck, dude. You good luck. Like you oh, want no. you want to have this conversation about how her day went? Let's go <laughs> go for it. It's all they yours. would be winning a they would be winning a 20th century fox if they stole your girl. <laughs> oh. Is this about the movie studio? Yeah, well, it's a... Yes. It's about modern women. Okay. It's it's kind of a banger. This was supposed to be the next single on their album, but... It's kind of a banger. The organ is off the hook. There's... So there's two different types. They've got... They were playing the Rhodes on this. I think there's a Hammond, and they're also playing the Vox. But the organ on this just sets this apart from any other one we've heard like this, right? Well, but it's so forward, like, and it never it never changes pitch, right? Like, like I, I get it. The organ when you're doing this song, I think the organ is really sweet. Like the organ on "Break On Through," like that kicks ass. Or that's mm-hmm. a guitar, right? Yeah, that'd, that'd organ? Be, yeah, that'd be guitar right there, right? There's no organ on this song. It's coming up later. Oh. Well, anyway, my point is this, right? <laughs> my notes are gone. I'm screwed. I just realized too. I don't remember what the end joke was. I got. I'm so fucked. Listen, this song. You want to? You if you're. It's so funny. You'd be like, I love the organ, and then you put on this song. I used to sit in a friend's room and we would listen to this song unironically. Can you imagine that? If I walked in and my kids were listening to this song, I would be like. You need to stop doing drugs right now. I know you're doing drugs if you're listening to this song and acting like you're enjoying it. It's so bizarre that they included this song on here. Like, this is from a Kurt Vile opera that's not really well known. Um, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're talking about a Kurt Vile opera that's not well known? (laughs) Get out of here. Hmm, I'm trying to think of which one that could even be. Well, like, yeah, because like street scene and the Thropany Opera are the ones that like people know, but like this yeah. is from Mahagoni. Like, no one knows this. And well, I mean, somehow... I think some of us Mahagoni heads, you can see I'm wearing my Mahagoni shirt <laughs> right now, and I've got a Mahagoni poster behind me, but I hear you. I think a lot of people, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Oi, so take us to the next Visky bar. This is the drink to sip while listening to the doors cover of the Three Penny Opera Alabama song. Guys. Booze and vinyl has a suggestion. Step specifically one: spill for this a bunch song. of club soda on your pants. Well, it didn't really <laughs> spill; it exploded on my pants. Exploded. Well, well that's because you're yeah. so young. Get the James Brown ready. Get the James Brown ready. Just so you guys know, when you're listening to the Doors, uh, you need to prepare this drink for a psychedelic sleepover. Have you guys ever had a psychedelic sleepover before? Oh no! 
No, but that sounds awesome. I think that actually kind of, that's going to be a, my Bing search term tonight is psychedelic sleepover for sure. <laughs> so they recommend the, the booze and vinyl for the doors on side A recommends a whiskey daisy. Have you guys ever had one of those before? Whiskey daisy. Oh, it sounds right. good though. Sounds like First right up Aaron's alley too. Yeah. We got two ounces of whiskey, two ounces of whiskey, Rob. Oh, sorry. I was checking my text messages. <laughs> <laughs> An ounce of fresh lemon juice. Ooh. An ounce of Cointreau. Oh my god, this is a big drink. Simple syrup. Ooh. A slice of orange. Yeah. And Kay. then whatever club soda you have left that didn't explode all <laughs> over your pants. <laughs> That's the drink, a whiskey daisy. So, so which of these things did you have? Are I'm trying to think of how much stuff you have. I, I think you have whiskey. I don't I got I'm, whiskey. I'm just saying I no feel like you have control, right? No I bought the control. We know you don't have lemon juice. Yeah, what the fuck did you put in for lemon juice? Well, you know what's really dumb about me here is <laughs> I, I. So I went to I went to Total Wine, and on the way back, I was like, "Well, I don't have any fresh fruit." So I walked into what, what's the no what's fresh like fruit the health whatsoever. nut store next to like Total Wine's uh, organic store? Conoco. Foods? No, Matt, you know what I'm talking about. Whatever, like the organic food store is, Whole Foods, something like that. The yeah. Show up. <laughs> So I went in and got a lemon, a lime, and an orange. Hey, what? And then this called I'm for impressed. a lemon, and I accidentally put the lime in instead. So I've already screwed up the drink. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but it's actually pretty good. I would recommend a Whiskey Daisy to people. It's a fantastic whiskey drink. Daisy. That sounds uh, that sounds like a drink. It's it's So it's pretty good? What is it? That it sounds, sounds like, like a drink. A drink. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, uh, lemon? I'm not down with lemon. I see lemon on a drink. I'm kind of like, eh, God, get me out of here. I don't know. <laughs> What do you guys think? What I, I would rather, Aaron, thoughts on lemon in a drink? Yeah, no, that's something I had to get used to in California because people love their citrus here. So, like, you would ask when you like when we first came out, like we'd we'd go out to a bar and ask for a cocktail, and it'd be like, oh, it's a bee's knees, you know, and be like, okay, yeah. but like, how citrusy is it? And people was like, oh no, no, not super citrusy. And then for us, yeah. it'd feel like super puckery. So, yeah, yeah. I, I I like some lemon in a drink in the right in the right. Uh, I wish more people would put lavender in drinks. That's the thing out here. Everybody's putting lavender in every drink. I'm like, we don't, we don't need lavender. It's not even a taste. It's a smell. Like, get out of here with that. Yeah, you don't need it in every drink. Like Russ is hiding a giant bottle of lavender that I just like. Russ made his own lavender syrup. That's not what I call it when it explodes there, and I don't call it (laughs) lavender syrup, but that's what you want me to refer to it as. I can. The gross lavender syrup. Disgusting, (laughs) but. It's very distinct. <laughs> this is their second single off the album. It spent three weeks at number one. It was released in April and got there by July, like I said before. This song was not written by Jim Morrison. It was actually written by the guitarist Robbie Krieger, who also wrote for them Touch Me, Love Me Two Times, and Love Her Madly. So he kind of wrote a lot of their big hits. A lot of, yeah, a lot of bangers. This song's been covered a bunch, too. Oh, and here's what's wild. The next year, right? That song got all the way up to number one, which is crazy to me. By the way, you know what album? This album got all the way up to number two. You know what album was stuck ahead of it? Herman's Hermits. Sergeant Peppers. Oh, the, of course. The album that that Paul McCartney has come out and said, we listened to The Doors when we were making that album, and it helped us kind of form in our head what we wanted to make. A year later, a guy named Jose Feliciano comes out with a song called Light My Fire, and it makes number three on the charts. Yeah. This, this song. Is great. This is how much life sucked in 68. This got into number three. Listen to this. <laughs> That's after the summer of love we learned last time. That's 67 right. 67 was the summer of love. 68 must have been the year where music sucked. You know I'm that listening. it would be untrue. 
Uh, Jose Feliciano famously did uh, Feliz Navidad, which I'm sure we've all heard at Christmas. Gotta give it up for um, Feliz Navidad. Right? And then he was famously, I think his career sort of ended, uh, or he was blackballed for doing a non-traditional version of the Star Spangled Banner at a baseball game. I think it might have been at a Tigers game. So he did the Star Spangled Banner. People didn't like that he took some liberties with it. And then, like, I think that was one of the sort of death knells of his career. That is that sucks so bad, doesn't it? Tell yeah. you, people in the sixties sucked. Like everybody's <laughs> like, I mean, this is like it's like, oh, because you know, in a couple of years they're going to come out and start saying, oh, that was the greatest generation. They did all this stuff. No, they're just like every other generation of old people. The worst. Okay, it wasn't until us when we're real sensitive, okay, and we're cool, right. and we're actually doing all the right like things. Like that generation cool. that just figured out how to use text message, and then they're using it to text their husband, who happens to be a Supreme Court justice, and just see what's with if uh, maybe yeah. he could. Uh, and that's fine because there's a separate. There's, I'm sure that's separate. fine too. Like, he's not talking to his wife about that stuff. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Everyone just calm down. Uh, backdoor man. Now, not backdoor Santa. One of the greatest songs of all time. Yeah. <laughs> This is a Howlin' Wolf song. They gave him credit and gave money for it, so you got to give it up for that. I do think this is kind of fascinating. Like, this is a really, to me, a really interesting reworking of a blues song without, Every, you know, because blues are so guitar-forward and, like, this is organ instead. I, I think it's pretty good. Every Door song, I feel like they were like, okay, how fast do you want to play it? Okay, let's go a little slower. Slow it down. Let's just, just slow, slow it down, it down a down. little bit. Like Ray Manzarek on the organ was like, I can't play so fast. I got to play the bass line and the organ with my hands. I can't do it. Uh, so this this song was Aaron's first dance at his wedding. I looked at you. This reminded me big time of Beach Boys. That sounds like See, come I, the year yeah, before no, this. No, I, I keep thinking of all the '60s pop for the, anything more up tempo. Sounds to me like Herman's Hermits every time. I'm just like, oh, this is Herman's Hermits. I'm sure it's not, but. But this is so weird because it's like this depressed, like singer who's like tripping out, and then they're like, "Okay, sing a Beach Boys song." And he's like, "I will. I'm singing. I'm going surfing. I'm surfing. Ah, I'm surfing in madness. Ah, it's like insane." Jim Morrison does the Beach Boys. (laughs) Baby, let's break on through and hit the beaches. Loading up my surfboard, hanging out with the dudes, thinking about death. Ah! Okay, so now did I take that joke and go things one time too far? Intense. Yeah, things no. got a little bit intense there. When Aaron doesn't laugh, I know I'm in big trouble. When Aaron sits there stone face, I'm like, okay, time. I'm sorry, I, 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 was, I yeah, no, I mean, no. the death part kind of took me down a little bit. What? Because he, Aaron, all. It, it, uh, yeah, you're right. End of the night. <laughs> this was the B-side to their first single. Can you imagine getting a single from these guys and this is the B-side? Yeah, this is, I don't know. I'd be so mad. I'd be. I just break that shit. I'd be like, I mean, who is the producer that picks this as a B-side? Fuck me. I was going to say, speaking of picking things, I thought I liked this album a lot more. Maybe Rob's just picked some rough clips, but I'm not enjoying this album at all right now. Are you guys? Like, is this fun for you? No, it makes me feel like I have club soda in my pants. I'm not entertained by this album. I thought I liked it more when I listened to it, but there's something about it. Some of these songs are too slow. I listened to this album several times this week, but every time it was like on in the background while I was doing something, and if I checked in, I was like, oh yeah, this song's fun. This is cool, but like sitting here 
focus, listening to the whole thing. It's it's kind of tough to get through. When I was tripping on LSD for the last week, it was yeah. fantastic. But <laughs> now that fun. I'm doing it just on a whiskey daisy, it's not the same at all. Test driving a Hyundai Santa Fe, like great, but like not. <laughs> I will say this, Russell. Very few of my greatest moments where I've been the happiest have come when my pants are sopping wet. There is something about when I get wet pants, I just know it's going to be a bad day. You sit in something wet, your pants get wet, somebody sprays you with a hose, and now just I just want you to picture right now, yeah. wet wet jeans. Does that make you happy? Are you happy with wet jeans? Now Aaron is because he knows he those jeans are from charged water. That's even worse. Aaron, yes, no, I love those wet jeans. Straight Aaron's going to get those jeans a bit. Oh, yeah. Russell's jeans are now just going to fit him tightly in the crotch only because that's the only yes. place where the club soda hit. Uh, my bulge. He's, his jeans are also. It's only going to be right a clean the place. Yeah. The club soda got on the jeans, and we all know club soda is great for stains. So a lot of Russell's stains on his jeans are getting pulled out, and the bulge is getting tighter, which is great. It's a win-win. Uh, so this is embarrassing. I don't know how to say this philosopher's name. Nietzsche? Nietzsche? I've never known how to say Nietzsche. it. Nietzsche. Nietzsche? Yeah, that's so, yeah. fine. A lot of letters for just Nietzsche. But Nietzsche... Um, <laughs> This is based on his idea of just, hey, take fate as it come and make, make the best of it. So, Russell, like when fate had you spill your club soda on your pants? I didn't spill. It exploded, Rob. It exploded. I didn't knock the, I don't the bottle the over. It exploded when I opened it. Were you like running home with it in your hand or something? I was. I was told I was a little late for this recording, so I was hurrying. <laughs> I mean, I think, it's, I think it's interesting. So this was, this was released in 67, right? Yeah. So at that time, like Miles Davis... Because we're listening to Miles next week. Like Miles Davis was would have been kind of at, at the height of his second great quintet, like releasing mm-hmm. things like ESP and Nefertiti and Sorcerer, maybe. And he, but but he did start to hear this kind of stuff and say like these people can't play their instruments and they're boring and I don't want to hear this anymore. And like they're playing like they're selling all these records and I'm playing to half empty clubs. And I, I it's interesting these two albums are back to back because I can kind of start to hear. When you listen, and maybe maybe no one ever intended for this album to be listened to in its entirety, start to finish like this. But it gets it gets tough to but, get all the way through. But how do you listen to a psychedelic album if you're stone cold sober? How do you listen to a psychedelic I, album? Probably, you probably don't, right? If you're stone cold sober. This this brings us back to before we started this podcast. Rob and I came up with the idea with the podcast. Rob came up with the idea. We were on a boat. It's and true. We may have had some chemicals in us on this boat. It's true. But my question to Rob was: At no point did we go above 0.01 miles an hour, so don't feel <laughs> just around this, an island the whole day. But one thing I asked Rob is: I, I think it was Pink Floyd, and I just said, would they exist as a band, as a popular band, if drugs didn't exist? And I asked the same question now with the Doors: Would they be this high on the list if if drugs didn't exist? No. No. No, I think if Jim Morrison was still alive too, and they were like touring and doing the stuff, I think they'd they there's no way that they'd be as famous as they are. I think a big part of this is Jim Morrison being in the Twenty Seven Club, Russell, mm-hmm. right, with Janis Joplin and Jimi Hendrix and Great Bar, Amy Winehouse, if, and a bunch of other people. I wrote down in my notes that I then cleared the trash of. So that was smart of me. I did rip that bar, but they never exploded any sort of club <laughs> soda or anything else on me while I was That's there. That's bonus. That's extra. You got to pay extra to have. If drugs didn't exist, would the entire list just be like Pat Boone records? Just be like Bing Crosby and oh. Pat Boone, just like that. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Less. But like, this is the whole idea behind the psychedelic and why the summer of love didn't work out. Right. Cause everybody was like, Hey, if we get high and take LSD and do all this stuff, we can actually figure out a lot of problems. We're actually really smart. Now, if you've ever been in a room sober with a bunch of high people, you realize 
That plan does not work because they are actually not smart at all and actually quite annoying, right? For example, they might say, hey, should we write a song at the end of this album that's like 12 minutes? And just call it the end. I, once again, loved this song. Like, this is the one, like, I was like, man, he's talking about Oedipal shit, man, on a rock and roll song. Like, this blew my 12-year-old mind. Well, you know what they say about Oedipus. Dude's a real motherfucker. Oh, no. (laughs) Does it blow your 42-year-old mind, Aaron, or not? No, I mean, I never, like, I never choose to listen to it now. Like, I, it's still, like, it fills me with, like, nostalgia, but now I'm like, oh, it's some fighting tambourine, and, like, it's kind of, like, a fun drone thing going on. You know what I realize about the doors? What I like it is when the organ is pushed back. When you take that organ and you shove it back and it's a little more guitar and you shove that organ down. But listen, sometimes you've got to shove the organ back so it's not so much out front. (laughs) But this, you know, this song was on, I I don't know how often you guys watch Apocalypse Now, but it was on Netflix again recently. I've watched it, I don't know, maybe four or five times in my life. And it's a crazy. Well, I thought you were going to say you watched it four or five times recently, and I was going to ask if you're okay. Yeah, maybe no, you need to. No, have some. but I, I mean, but I, like I did. Well, I don't know, six, eight months ago, something like that. It was just had it on in the background. But like all the stuff going on in that movie, and then at that time when all of a sudden they're like starting to kind of do like this montage of just the hell that is going on in Vietnam, and they're playing that song, and it's you know that slow beat, and they're going to all these. I mean, like it's like a perfect movie score kind of a thing. And so I, I, yeah. listen, I hear that song and I instantly go to that movie, which I think helps me enjoy it a little bit more just from the well, nostalgia of it. Like, I don't like, no, you're right. I need it's to cinematic. pull up that song, yeah. but like, it's like and, a, an iconic song because of the movie to me. What's but wild yeah. about that song in the movie is it's actually a different take of the song. What? They remixed it just for that movie to bring his spoken stuff here. Listen to the end of it. This is pushed down and his spoken stuff in the movie is pushed way up front. Which is crazy to think about. Like, right. then, them taking a song and remixing it for a movie. Like, nowadays, it doesn't seem so crazy, but then, to me, it does. I don't know. But yeah, this is the end of the album. It's an insane end. Yeah. But again, you know, you, you hear some of these, you just talked about Sgt. Pepper's, when it ends with. You know how, remember how Sergeant Peppers ends? Yeah, Day in the Life. In the life. Slow, yeah. You know, Day, and then all, and they just go to that grand finale ending. I mean, there it is right there. And, you know, so I don't That's know. That's true. I think, you know, we, we hear this album now and we're getting to the rating system. So I'll, I'll save my my final thoughts to the rating, rating oh, system. Oh, everyone. Now it's time for everybody's favorite part of the show. The pen. This podcast needs more organ. Yeah. We need to be organ forward. <laughs> we don't want to bury our organs back. We don't. Yeah, and maybe you got caught doing that once or twice in middle school, and then so everybody talks about, oh, there's Rob, the guy who fucked a hole in the ground. Okay. <laughs> I graduated two years ago. Okay, you don't have to bring that up. Hey, Rob, so a vox is a smaller version of a hammond. If I have a smaller version of an organ, can I still call it an organ or, or not? No, you got to call it a vox. I, th- I got to call it a vox? <laughs> yeah. I think that'd be great if I like, come back and see my vox. I got club soda yeah. all over my vox oh. right now. 
<laughs> oh, my Vox and balls. Uh, listen, we are at the rating system, okay? And it, maybe some of us are trying to think of the joke they wrote down and then instantly deleted, uh, which was actually quite a bit of work, I'm realizing, that I just instantly pushed delete on. Not and a then they deleted it, and then they emptied the trash. And then they emptied the trash. Yeah, deleted so I'm going to write an email to Google's. I'm going to write an email to Google saying, you know, you should really have a button to, yeah. are you sure you want to delete your trash? And then say that twice, just so in case somebody's <laughs> distracted by a bunch of stuff, they don't accidentally delete it all. Is this a rolling well tone? That means it is a perfect at, what are we at? 80, uh, 86. Is this a perfect 86 album? Listen, we love the poetry. We love the voices. Is this a rolling bone? This got rolling bone. This shouldn't be this low on the list, which means to have such a high number. We should have run into this already. Okay, it it is the start of psychedelic rock. This is almost a precursor to like jam bands, kind of. Well, maybe not really. But listen, great voice, great instrumentation. Uh, you know the songs. I knew almost every song on this album, which makes me question what I was doing as a middle schooler. Like, really, if I walked if I walked in and my kids were listening to the end, I'd be like, okay, we need to have a little chat here. We're gonna have a family chat. Or is this a rolling groan? This album is not that good. It should not be it. 85, it should be higher on the list, which in this case is a higher number. So I've used higher on the list twice. They mean two different things. Okay. It's a lot like what Nietzsche would say. And don't press me on what exactly he came up with. Uh, Aaron, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling boned, or rolling grown? Just like I used to listen to this album and imagine what it would like to do drugs. I feel like I'm on drugs when I listen to you explain the rating system on these albums. But I have a lot of nostalgia for this album. I always uh, loved The Doors. I shouldn't say this album because I've actually never heard this album. Nostalgia for The Doors. Uh, but trying to get through the album uh, tonight in this context is, is rough. Uh, I had it on a lot this week. Um, thought I enjoyed it, but I, I, have to, I have to think that there's going to be stuff that comes after this uh, that is going to be better uh, musically. So I'm going to... Yep. I have to give it a rolling groan. Well, technically, this is the greatest albums of all time, Aaron, not the betterest albums. So do you want to change your right. opinion on that or not? Uh, I think I think I'm still I think I'm still going to go. Okay. I think I'm still going to call it a rolling groan. <laughs> reluctantly. I will reluctantly say it's a rolling groan. Russell, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling bone or rolling groan? I like the organs on this one. I think it makes it diff- completely different than anything we've listened to so far. We've listened to a lot of different keyboards and whatnot, but this kind of defines like a late sixties type sound. So I think it's kind of cool, but I have to say listening to, I I'm kind of with you, Aaron, the more we listen to clips here of it now, I'm just not all of that excited about it. I think there's some amazing songs and I did enjoy listening to it, but uh, maybe I just haven't taken the right amount of chemicals to enjoy this one to the fullest. So I'm going to say just a slightly rolling over what's it? Overgrown? What's the too too high on the list? Rolling Are you serious? Overtone? Rolling grown. <laughs> rolling so I'm going to say a slight a slight rolling grown. I enjoyed it, but uh, it's not one I want to go back and listen to over and over. It's almost like the three words I picked uh, two and a half years ago. I maybe should have put some more time into thinking about those. Make sure they make a little. Or you maybe just explain it a little better. A little more the sense. Pod, I'll try. You know what? I'll try next week for sure. All right, Matt. What do you think? Rolling well toned, rolling boned, or rolling grown? The doors at eighty six. I think we all we always get stuck in this little loop here, right? We're like this is an album from 1967 mm-hmm. that was like no other album before it, right? Sure. Like we were hearing Herbie Mann, and we were, or you know we had like comedian albums that were going on before <laughs> this, you know things like that that were winning albums hey, of the year. Did you guys hear about the end? Uh, this is the end, uh, my friends. Yeah. <laughs> that was my Bob Newhart uh, doing the Doors. Uh, it's a deep cut, uh, but it's yeah. good. 
You know, and so like, if, I feel like it's like pet sounds, right? Like some people pick up pet sounds now and they think, oh, it's just the Beach Boys, you know, whatever. But like, if you put it in context to when it came out and sure. the influence it had on it afterwards, you're like, well, holy shit, you know, 1964 or whenever that thing came out, like, yeah, that came out way early. And I kind of feel like that's what this album is, right? Like this is before Sgt. Pepper's. This song, this album came out before Sgt. Pepper, which blows my mind when I hear that, that's, you know, like it cool. feels like point. a... 74, 75, like that's when it should have came out, but it came out way before all of this kind of psychedelic rock stuff. So from a pure albums, greatest albums of all time and like the influence of it and where it came out, I think it's rolling well-toned. I think, you know, if it was at 150, would I argue? No. Um, Should it be like a top 20 album? No. But like from the influence on what this album is, where it came from, came out of California, you know, all this stuff, I think for a lot of reasons, uh, it's in a good spot on the list. So I, it, it's not radio hit, right? Like you're not going to put it on while you're at a party, but from listening to it, like, Hey, I just need some mellow music on in the background. Yeah. I, I like it. I think I, it works I for that. Yeah, it works I, for I, that. Yeah. I, I think you make a good point too, about you think about after this too, the number of leading men who are kind of the mysterious beat poets, right? Yeah. Like that goes way up. I think of like nine inch nails or something like that, where it's like, you don't need to be this great looking, super talented rock well, I think, star. I feel like, yeah, I feel like Lou Reed was doing this, right? But yeah. he was in New York. This was in LA. And this is like, like the that, Californian so. Lou Reed, right? Where he's always yeah. walking around with no shirt off, taking LSD. Yeah. Whereas Lou Reed was like tuning all his guitars to the same note and hitting it over and over and making it sound like the refrigerator. So yeah. it's brilliant. Listen, guys, <laughs> this is a rolling Morgone. Because this we is were wrong. Old, Are you saying that we were wrong? You were wrong. This is a Damn, rolling Morgone. Yeah, this, this is a rolling Morgone because if you need more Oregon, this is the album for you. This has the most Oregon of any album we've had. And don't confuse that, by the way, with the Orzone, which was that orgasm machine we talked about. Or did I dream about that? that I'm going to read that book. Head. Someday I'm going to read that book. Guys, listen. Next up, next week, okay? As the Canadians would say, we're listening to Kilometers Davis. But I've already done that joke, okay? So I can't do it again. We you call uh, it kilometers or kilometers? Kilometers. Uh, kilometers. kilometers. No, yes. you don't call yeah. it kilometers. Yeah. Kilometers? That's, kilometers. That sounds yeah. rough. That sounds yeah. When you harsh. buy drugs, you say how many kilos is this, and everybody knows what you're talking about. It definitely makes sense. <laughs> Listen, drugs. we've got Miles Davis. How do you lift all this kilogram? <laughs> kilogram. What do you call them? Kilograms. Well, kilos. I say kilograms. How do you listen different. to these kilograms? Kilograms. We have Miles Davis. Ooh, how many kilograms? Brew. Oh, that'll when be a good one. If you're into our two-hour album, have no words. <laughs> oh no, there's words. Oh, He's constantly saying more organ, organ, organ. John. I've got the perfect podcast for you, Jack. Beck did it better. Show me the way to, to the, the next. next. Oh, shit. I just spilled this whiskey all over my pants. <laughs> God damn it. It, it. it wasn't spilled. It exploded. <laughs> it exploded. Okay, Russell. We don't. Explode. It smells more like lavender than you would expect. It to. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's how I picture it, Russell. All lavender. It's lavender and mulch. There's a lot of mulch with this lavender. I don't know why that is. <laughs>